No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David experiences the deep heartache of betrayal by a close friend. This pictures the betrayal of Christ. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Betrayal from a friend is one of the deepest pains a person can know. We expect our enemies to hurl insults at us. Their words can simply bounce off us and do little harm. But someone close to us, someone who knows our faults and our fears, they can thrust a dagger through our heart. How are we to cope with such treachery? David dealt with this severe heart pain. His own son, Absalom, rose up against him and tried to steal the throne away from him. He even convinced David's close friend and counselor, Ahithophel, to join in the revolt. David was cut to the heart and he wrote Psalm 55. But this psalm also foreshadowed one greater than David who would suffer betrayal at the hand of a close friend. This psalm ministers to anyone who has tasted the bitter stew of treachery. Psalm 55. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me, And hear me, I am restless in my complaint and moan noisily because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me and in wrath they hate me. David so often cried out to the Lord, give ear to my prayer, God, listen to me. David didn't want to be ignored like you might do if there's somebody that just is telling you something you don't want to hear, you know, you might just pretend you don't hear it and he's saying lord listen to what i'm saying here take heed because of my restless complaint david was not getting much sleep because he was hearing the rumors he was aware that there was a revolt that was stewing and so he couldn't sleep and so his complaint was restless and yet he brought his complaint to the Lord. And that's what we can do. We don't complain about God, but we certainly can complain to God as far as what's going on around us. And we can bring it before him and say, Lord, help. You know, what do I do? Hear what they're doing and act swiftly. But he said that it was because of the voice of the enemy. You know, there, there is a gnawing voice of the enemy. The Bible tells us that the devil is the accuser of the brethren and it is hard to shake when the that voice is just gnawing at you and criticizing you condemning you speaking against you and and it was like david just couldn't deal with it anymore uh because all he heard was about the trouble that they were about to bring down upon him out of their hatred my heart is severely pained within me And the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me. And horror has overwhelmed me. There is no pain like the pain of betrayal. Notice here what David says, terrors of death. uh, The fearfulness and trembling that had come upon him. Horror that was overwhelming. All of these things just bearing down upon David's soul. And so he said, 
Oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. Selah. Stop. Think about that. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Have you ever been in that situation where all you want to do is just run away? That's what he was saying here. I I wish I could be like a dove and fly away. Now, I'm told the dove will fly away from the storm and seek a place of refuge. We also think of a dove as being a peace-loving bird, you know, and so the dove will seek to fly away from the strife, from the conflict to a place of refuge. But of course, there was no such place for David to fly away. And that is the problem when we are going through a storm or we are enduring strife such as David was enduring. It doesn't really do any good to run away from it. You have to face it. It's been said that all of the armor of God that we have been given is all on the front side. If you're running away, there's no protection. You just have to stand in the midst of the storm and know that God is with you to help you through it. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls. Iniquity and trouble are also in the midst of it. Destruction is is in its midst oppression and deceit. Do not depart from its streets. So David's cry to the Lord is, destroy and divide their tongues. Sort of like what happened at the Tower of Babel where God confused their languages so they couldn't understand each other. And David was saying, look, with this coup that has come against me, just divide their tongues so they don't understand each other. And and that is exactly what happened. Ahithophel gave Absalom good counsel to destroy David, but David sent his friend Hushai to confuse the counsel of Ahithophel, and Absalom listened to that counsel, and it really ultimately destroyed him. And so God did answer David's prayer, dividing their tongues, confusing their counsel. Then David said there's iniquity, trouble in the the city, destruction in its midst. I think this also pained David's heart severely because David loved Jerusalem and he loved his people and he heard what was going on, the violence, the oppression, the rumors, the gossip, the people that end up getting hurt who are innocent. Uh, David loved his people and he saw them being destroyed at the hands of this rebellion. For it is not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it, nor is it one who hates me who has exalted himself against me then i could hide from it but it was you a man my equal my companion and my acquaintance we took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of god in the throng let death seize them let them go down alive into hell for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them So again, you know, he could have handled it if it had been from an enemy. David was used to dealing with the arrows flying in from the Philistines or the Moabites or whoever. He could handle that. But because it was from his close friend, that's what he couldn't handle. David said, a man, my equal, my companion, we took sweet counsel together. We went to the house of God together. And you know, there is that sweet fellowship that occurs when we are worshiping together, when we open our hearts to one another. I think the greatest way to know 
somebody's heart of hearts is to hear them pray. And David was saying, look, we took that counsel together. We shared in these spiritual things, and yet you have raised your hand against me. So he said, let death seize them. Let them go down alive into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. You know, it's interesting. Whatever it is that we choose to surround ourselves with is ultimately what we will endure for eternity. You surround yourself with truth and righteousness and God and love. Yes, you're going to have that for eternity. You surround yourself with lies and evil and wickedness. Well, you're going to have that for eternity in hell, you see. And that's what David was saying here. Let it all just come down upon them because that's what they have chosen to surround themselves with. Now, all of this foreshadowed Judas, the betrayal of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus said to his disciples in John 13, 18, I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. All of this was foreshadowing what would happen to Jesus. And also it helps us with any kind of treachery that we might deal with as well. As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry out and he shall hear my voice. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. For there were many against me. God will hear and afflict them, even he who abides from of old, Selah. So again, David could have done a lot of different things. He could have reacted. He could have fought fire with fire, you know. He could have brought insults against those who were insulting him. He could have taken all of this in his own hands. He could have sought to murder the people that were trying to murder him, or at least he could have hated them. But instead, David brought the whole thing to the Lord. He said, I will call upon God. God will deliver me. He will save me. I will cry out to him evening, morning, and at noon. This sort of relentless prayer that David brought. And you know, when we are fervent in our prayer, when we are continuous in it, that's when we see God come to our rescue. And of course, that's exactly what happened. You know, what would happen is Ahithophel would go and hang himself because he realized that this was going to be disastrous, this rebellion. And then Absalom, with his great head of hair, got caught in a tree and Joab came and and killed Absalom. So all of it came to nothing. God did deliver David from this rebellion because they do not change. Therefore, they do not fear God. He has put forth his hands against those who were at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. David said, because they do not change. You know, that's the thing. God brings to us the truth. He convicts us of our sins by his word so that we might come to repentance. But a person who will not bend beneath the word of God, who hardens his heart, well, there's nothing left because they don't fear God. There's nothing left but judgment. And so David said they put their hands against those who were at peace with him and even flattered with their mouths. Their words were like butter. Be careful of those who really lay it on thick 
who really flatter you and build you up and tell you how much they love you and, and on and on. And they're almost sickly sweet. Watch out because there's probably a dagger in their other hand. Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. You shall never permit the righteous to be moved. But you, O God, shall bring them down to the pit of destruction. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. This is interesting because it says to cast your burden on the Lord. This speaks of the burden that God lays on you. David understood that a lot of this was happening because God said it would happen. It was judgment because David had sinned against God, committed adultery and murder, and now there was this problem even in his own family. And so, in a sense, it was a burden that was being placed upon him by God. But at the same time, whatever burden the Lord places on you, we have the privilege of casting that burden back on the Lord. And the, and the Lord wants us to do that because he will then uh, give us peace and show us how to handle it. Finally, the bottom line here, David says, but I will trust in you. And that's the way we get through even the bitter pain of betrayal, as, as tough as that can be to deal with. You trust in the Lord. You cast your cares on him. You bring your complaint to the Lord. You let the Lord deal with it. And guess what? God will use it for good. He'll turn the table on the enemy and he will bless you. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where David is captured by the Philistines and is afraid. What do we do when we are gripped by fear? There is a place of refuge. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. <laughs>